everyone. Welcome to Loving This Life podcast, hosted by yours truly, Abby Hillis, founder of ACH Events and co-founder of The Twelfth Woman, an advocacy group fighting for sexual assault survivors. This podcast is about loving the life that you live and 100% owning it and being happy with it. Each episode will include a guest or thoughts to help bring your dreams to reality, understand true commitment in life, and help turn some of your darkest days into the brightest years. So grab some coffee, some wine, or whatever tickles your fancy, and join me on this adventure of finding happiness and taking charge. All right, guys. Hi. Welcome to episode 14 of the Loving This Life podcast. Today, I don't have a guest. It is just me, myself, and I, Abby. And I wanted to just spend some time talking about finding your own happiness. And this is something I think that is very relatable to the concept of loving this life and how you choose to love this life and thrive and not survive. It comes a lot from finding your own internal happiness. And that happiness is what, that I'm learning is different for every single person. So what may make me happy and what I see in my own life or focus on in my own life isn't something that the person next to me um, or the person working with me or the mom at my mom group is doing the same. And I think this is super important in a day and age where comparison is very prevalent and you know, we're always looking at what someone else is doing and honestly not even looking for it. It's being dumped on our feeds every single day. And I think it makes it really easy for us to just sit and, you know, compare what someone else is doing to ourselves and trying to decide if what they're doing is something that we should be implementing and are we doing enough? And to be completely frank and honest, this is a huge struggle for me. And I think it might come by surprise to a lot of you because I look like someone who is just bold and out there and very confident and knows what she wants and goes after what she wants. But the reality is, is that I try to seek happiness a lot of the times in the wrong places because I'm seeking it where others are seeking it. And I don't focus on where my own happiness is. And so that's kind of what I want to dive into today. I hope this this is something that a lot of you can relate to. And I think also it's easy to say, like, stop comparing yourself to others and stop looking at other people's feeds and thinking, oh, gosh, they're just doing this so right. This is making them happy. This should make me happy. And I think that there's a false, false truth to that. Um, and it's it's not you can't look at what other people are doing as a way to make you happy. It has to be something that you have to search and seek on your own. And I think there's some things that we can do, and I'm going to share them with you on you know how how do we focus on our own happiness? How do we find our own happiness? What does that look like? It's something that you you definitely have to be internally seeking and evaluating. And you know, it, I think it does help to get some outside perspective from other people, especially close people that know you. I definitely seek out those friendships and relationships to kind of help guide me. But um, for instance. I'm just going to dive right in. I had a therapy session yesterday, and you guys know I love sharing anything we talk about. And uh, one of the things that I was sharing with Angie was that I felt like I've been a failure with my business, and I feel like I've made some really dumb decisions that any business coach would tell you like, and call you crazy for doing what I've done. 
And I've struggled with being confident in that decision. And the one thing she told me was, Abby, everyone's business is their own beast, whether they own a business or they're an employee for another business. It's their own beast. And every beast is different. And how you tackle that beast is different. So how your friend may tackle her beast is not the solution for you. And I was, you know, I'm working on trying to get my finances straight and not just straight, they've been straight, but really getting, diving in and getting a further look at them and how I can be more strategic, especially as the company is growing and I'm hiring people and all of that jazz. And it's hard for me to not look at what other people are doing that are kind of walking the same walk as me and think I'm not doing enough. I'm not invested enough in the finance aspect of my business, which is a large part of running your own business, or I'm not focusing enough on my taxes, or I'm not focusing enough on the customer experience, or I'm not there enough for my employees. And a lot of it comes from me looking at what other people are doing and then turning around and saying, I'm not doing it enough by comparison. Instead of subjectively sitting down and going, okay, what have I been good at? Or like, what have I been successful at doing? And what have I not been so successful at doing? And how can I change my focus? And just strictly looking inside of myself and not turning to comparison. So from that, I've really sat down last night and I was really trying to think through, you know, what are my strengths? And like, what are things that I have done a really good job at? And what are things that I do need to continue to work on? And do I even know my own happiness? Like, what does that look like for me? And I think it's something I've been decent at, but for all the wrong reasons and all the wrong ways. And it's something that I, like this podcast is me literally saying, hey, this is now what I'm going to start focusing on and how I'm going to find my own happiness. It's not really something that I have been practicing. So that seems probably a little different than some of the other podcasts that I've done. It's been more of like, here's what I've been doing and this is how I've been successful. I'm coming at it from kind of a different angle. So uh, some of the first questions I thought started thinking to myself was like, what type of environment makes me happy? What kind of culture makes me happy? What type of business makes me happy? What relationships make me happy? And I started thinking about all of those things. And I'm really also working on trying to make sure I'm narrowing on exactly what the goal of my businesses are. And honestly, I've struggled with it and trying to figure out exactly which direction I want to go. But if I answer the simple question, what business makes you happy? I know exactly what that answer is. And if that's my answer. That needs to be my end goal for my business. And it has been like a light bulb that that's, that's how simple it is. And I can make that business successful. I know that I can because it'll make me happy and then I'll be invested and I'll be passionate. So those are a couple of the questions that I've just like started kind of toying with and really thinking through. Culture and environment kind of to me go hand in hand. Environment's kind of the place that you put yourself in. And then culture is kind of like the place that you're in, the people that create it. And for me, environment and culture is something that is ever-changing, and it's not always the same from day to day. But the one thing I do know is that I have to have a culture of positivity. I'm not someone who can surround myself with people who are struggling and still stay afloat because I self-identify with those people. So I've had to make it a point that I 
you know, I start associating myself with people who just want to build each other up and want to focus on the good that each other are doing and then be real and raw when we're breaking down and having struggles. And I have to have that environment because when I start surrounding myself where I'm the person picking up the pieces for the people around me, I start exhausting myself and then I no longer am focusing on the happiness and I'm focusing on everyone else's happiness. And we can't fulfill our own happiness by focusing on everyone else's happiness. We just can't. Or even just helping other people survive. There is a dose that I think is important and giving back is a huge part of being happy. But I think that, again, it goes back to, I know I've done a blog post on boundaries and that goes back to those boundaries and making sure that you're not crossing those and you're not getting to a place where your 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 cup is empty that you can't fill other people's. So something else I kind of want to touch base on before we kind of dive into the things that we can do is acknowledge the fact that happiness is relative, right? Like there are going to be times in our lives where it's just really going to be hard to have happiness and have that be at the forefront. But it's a choice and it's a choice that we have to cognitively make every single day of every moment of every day. And it is also like there's levels of happiness, right? Like I think that you can even use the word as like a lower level of happiness is just being content. And then a high level of happiness is like you envision the GIF. Is it GIF or GIF? I never really, I call it GIF because it's G and that's how it looks. But like, I'm not sure if it's a GIF or GIF. But anyways, it's like the GIF that you just see like the um, guy and I think he's in like, I don't know, sequency pants or something. There's like confetti flying everywhere and he's just dancing and breaking it down. I see that like if happiness were to be on a scale of zero to 10, I see that being a 10. And then I see like being content um, as maybe like a one or a two or a three. And so happiness is relative in the sense that there are levels of happiness. And I don't think it's realistic to say that you can always be happy all of the time. I think that there are reasons why we have ebbs and flows of emotions. And I think if we were happy all of the time, we would be robots. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, happiness is important and it should be the leader of emotions in your life, but it's not always going to be the leader 100%. And I think that's something that I, I'm a perfectionist. I grew up trying to make a 10.0 on every single event that I ever competed on. And I grew up being told how far away from that 10 I was of being perfect. So to me, I've been like, if I'm not happy, I'm disappointing myself. If I'm not 100% happy, then it's something that I've done to fail. And the reality is, is like there's nothing wrong with having a down day or a down week or a down slump in just life in general. Like those slumps are important because that's where growth happens. And that is where you can really do some self-evaluating to figure out what it is you need to do to get to the next step in life to bring you to a place of better happiness. And we have to go through those highs and those lows to get to happiness. So all that being said, just a reminder that happiness is relative. And this isn't like a podcast episode to come out and say, hey, you all should be happy all the time because I said so. This is much more for you to focus on. And I hope as you're listening to this, you're focusing on the internal you, not what anyone else does to be happy. What do you need? What do you want? What do you focus on? Who do you need to be around to make sure that you're happy? And the first biggest one that I can say to that as we're diving in is prioritize your needs, right? We all have different needs and my needs are different than my husband's needs and are clearly different right now than KJ's needs and different than my best friend's needs. So 
identifying your needs. And this is something that Angie and I talked about yesterday of like, what are those things that are important to you? And whatever those are, those should always be at the top of your list. And if you fall short of that, move them back up. They keep going lower on that list. Remind yourself that it's important that they hit back to the top of the list. For me, it's sleep. Funny story. We went on vacation last week and it was our first vacation with me and Hillis without KJ. We've taken him on some trips, but we haven't done something without him. We wanted to give him a lot of experiences. And I finally realized, holy cow, we have not gone on a trip, just the two of us, or spent two consecutive nights together without him of just like really focusing on our relationship. So we we went on a vacation and I don't sleep in. Like for me, sleeping in is probably as late as 730. I, I don't like to sleep in. Um, I like to go to bed early and wake up early. That's just, again, that's one need of mine. And during our vacation, it was a four-night vacation. The first three nights, we legit got 10 hours of sleep each night. We went to bed, you know, probably around like, I'm sure 10 or 11. And then we slept until like nine. And like when I mean slept until nine, I didn't wake up at six or seven and then like force myself back to sleep. I legit slept for 10 hours straight, uninterrupted, didn't even go to the bathroom. And I had like laid there the third day and I just like looked at Hillis and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you the last time I slept 10 hours straight, yet alone three days in a row. I clearly have been failing in the sleep department. Now, I also have a child who doesn't like to sleep, which is a large part of why I'm not getting sleep. But I could be a lot better about getting into bed earlier. I've just been lazy about it. I, you know, want to make the decision, oh, I'll watch this show. And then I watch the next episode because it's so easy to binge watch things now, which is great in a sense. So you can have a binge day, but it's also like a curse in the sense that it's really hard to practice self-control. And I've just found like I've been going to bed later. I used to be like an in bed by 8 p.m. type person. Even if I wasn't asleep, I was in bed, whether I was reading or the infamous scroll on the phone. I don't want to admit to, but let's be true. Let's be real. I'm a real person. And, you know, sometimes I spend upwards to 30 minutes to an hour on my phone before I go to bed, which I am not proud of and I would love to change. However, you know, I used to really make going to bed early a priority. So I know for me, a priority for me is sleep. I have to get seven to eight hours of sleep every night. The days where I get anything less than that are my most least productive days. And for me, productive days bring happiness. So no sleep or lack of sleep means less productive, which means me not happy. So that is a need that I have to start prioritizing and make sure that I am fulfilling that need day in and day out. Another need I have, hands up for all those people who get hangry. I am one of them. And Hillis knows it too. It's like an unwritten joke. Actually, it's not even a joke because sometimes it's really serious. But like he, he, he'll he ask me all the time, when's the last time you ate? What hour did you eat? Because he knows. And again, I am being so open about my like <laughs> struggles that I give you, I, I have in life. But he knows that I just get so busy and I get so focused on things that I will just not eat. And it's not because I have an eating disorder and I don't want to eat. It's literally because I just honestly forget. And I know that sounds crazy. And I know some people are like, how do you forget to eat food? But to me, it's just like, I, 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 it happens. I don't know what else to tell you. I just get so focused on everything else. So anyways, I have to have food. It's a need for me. Some people can, you know, go extra couple hours without food. I have to have meals, three meals a day, and I have to have snacks in between those meals. And when I don't do that, I am not as productive. 
not as happy, not as capable at fulfilling all of my to-dos because my brain does not have food to fuel my body and my brain. So food is something that I'm like, okay, if I'm looking at what my needs are, it has to be sleep and food. Like those have to be on the daily, the top of my list. And then I fall into, you know, my couple other things that I know are super important. One of them being working out. It's not working out. You know what I should have written down for this is it should have been being active. I just enjoy being active. I love moving, whether that's a class, a workout class, which shout out, I have to do a shout out for this. I've been introduced to a class called Badass Ballerinas, and it's offered at the Crunch um, by my house. So if you have a Crunch, there's a, a nationwide Actually, you know what? I think I remember the instructor telling me that Austin's one of the few places that actually has this class now. But you should look into it. Um, but Crunch has this class called Badass Ballerinas, and it's kind of like Pilates mixed with dance, mixed with hip hop, mixed with working out. It's really cool. It's like totally my thing. But I have loved it. Nikki, my friend Nikki, teaches it, and she's done an incredible job. And um, I just wish it was offered like five days a week. It's only offered two right now. But it's not always about working out and um, showing up to a gym. It's about being active for me. So whether it's taking KJ on a walk in the evening or just working outside in the yard, I've burned so many calories just freaking digging dirt and dirt and moving plants around and stuff. So that's something for me that recently I think I've been like so headstrong with the business that I haven't been just being as active as I need to be. Uh, when I have a client call, I should take that call on a walk as long as it's a client that is okay with me doing that. And, you know, starting to try to find those things where if I know I'm going to be on the phone for 30 minutes, like how can I also like take that, um, which I think I'm going to get my myself some head uh, earbuds. I don't know how expensive the Apple ones are, but I think it's important that I get something like that. So I'm not having to like actually hold my phone or put my phone on speaker where everyone has to listen. I need to do that. That would be really helpful. Okay, that's I'm adding that to my list. So let's talk coffee for a second. I don't know about you, but I am the type of person that unadmittedly makes a pot of coffee one day and maybe even uses the leftover coffee the next day and just reheats it. So not good, I know, for like the best tasting coffee, but hey, gotta do what you gotta do, right? But then I found Trade Coffee Company and you guys have got to check them out. Head on over to their website and take their coffee quiz. They're taking a whole new approach to really just brewing coffee at home. So basically you start by taking a quiz and they get an idea of the type of coffee you like and which beans would be best for you. From there, then they give you these awesome suggestions of which coffees would be the best fit for your coffee preferences. If you're interested and want to try it out, feel free to use the code ABBCHILLIS when checking out and I can get you 50% off your first bag. What, what? So go check it out. Trade Coffee Company. Anyways, so being active is definitely something that I need to prioritize. And I don't know that I've been doing the best at that. So let's see, like little things for me, family dinners for me, like times where like Hillis and KJ and I can sit down together and actually eat together and cooking. I like to do these things. They make me happy. I like my house to be clean. That is a big need for me. I work from home, so I see the house all day long. And if things are cluttered, I can't focus. I just can't. My ADD is gets to an all-time high. So I've learned that like if I know the house is crazy busy and I have a crazy busy workday, the first thing I have to do is fix the house before I can focus on my work. Because every time I walk through the house to go to the bathroom, all I see is the a million checklists that have to be done 
around the house. And it, it doesn't, it's not conducive to success for my brain. So that's like something that I have to do. And, you know, people show up to my house all the time and like, God, is your house always this clean? And they think I'm crazy for keeping a clean house, but it's like, it's not something that I want to do. It's something that I need to do for my own sanity. And for those of you that's, that's not important, don't let it be important. Don't feel like you have to have a clean house because that's what other people are doing. If you live in a full sink of dishes and that's just what you do, live in a full sink of dishes. You like to do dishes once a week. If that's what makes you happy, do it. I can tell you that there's probably some research that shows otherwise, but I can say every human body and brain and mind is wired differently. And a very artistic brain is not going to work the same as a very literal brain. And we have to cater to the way that our bodies and our minds work in order to be happy and to be successful. So all of these are just my needs. Like some people are better with like some people like a need may be that they need to have a binge day once a week where they binge watch three hours of TV. Um, I know a lot of people that are like that and there's nothing wrong with that if that's a need that you have to have. And that's something that Angie's working with me on is your needs can be whatever you want them to be. Same with budgeting. Like you're, you're, you know, we're really, uh, sorry, can you tell that finance is like at the forefront of my brain right now? But I was helping my cousin head off to college. She lived with us over the summer and we were talking about her budget. And she was like, well, I just love to get my nails done. Is that weird to include that in my budget? And I was like, does it make you happy? Is that something that you want to spend your money on? If the answer is yes, then it's now part of your budget. And now you know that you have to make enough money to cover that cost and that need if that is what you want to prioritize. So I'm huge on making sure that you you focus on what your needs are, not what other people are doing that you think should be your needs. There's That's two different things. What your needs are and what other people are doing that you think should be your needs are not the same thing. And golly, that's hard to actually like differentiate because I have been failing at that miserably. So <clears throat> note to self. Okay, so another thing is clear the clutter in your brain. Get it out. People call this brain dumping. People call this uh, the three-pager, I think, is another um, way of doing this. But getting what is in your head out of your head. For me, I, I one day I found myself, I had like three lists going on around the house. I had one on my desk in the office. I had one on my kitchen table. And then I had one in my bathroom. And the way my house lays out, it actually worked out great because that's like the three points of the house. So it's kind of like a list for each section of the house being for the each section of the house that I'm in whenever I needed to think of something. And I just started writing down things as I thought about them, like whether it was a to-do for the house that I needed to get done or a thought I had about a personal friend that I needed to reach out to or um, something for work. And I just started writing stuff down as I had thoughts. Like, you know, I'm walking through the house, I'm going to the bathroom, I thought of something, I write it down. And Another inside, I God, I tell you guys so much about my life. Sometimes I feel like it's so weird that I, people know so much about my life. But I'm an open book, and that's what makes me happy. So I'm going to do it. Anyways, I have been trying to cut back on the Adderall that I've been taking, which I take a super small dose, as it is anyway. Uh, but I wanted to be more aware of when I was taking it and not get in the habit of taking it. And for two weeks, actually, I did not take – I think it was at two weeks. I didn't take an Adderall. 
And I found that the reason I was successful without taking Adderall is I was getting the clutter out of my brain. I was writing things down. And so now I just, I've, I have used to never fill up a notebook and I have filled up this notebook so fast because I just write it down. And even sometimes like I take a list that I've made and I turn it into another list and then that turns into another list. And so I'm like filling up pages left and right, but that's what works for me. And looking at it now, like I'm flipping through it and I'm like, oh my God, like some of this stuff is just like jargon, doesn't make sense. One page, literally all it says is photo booth and florals. Don't know what that was for. The entire page just says photo booth and florals, but I wrote it down and I guess that helped. Next page is a full list of personal and work to do's with check marks and an all crossed out except for like two things. So that's pretty cool. That must've been a really good day. I also love to cross things out and check them off. It's like a weird, weird satisfaction that I have. So I've also found this is why writing things down is so important for me. But yeah, I mean, I know I've done a blog post on writing things down and whether it's lists or thoughts or whatever, but I think it's really important that you focus on what it is to help your brain be a lot more quiet. Uh, One thing I talked to Angie about yesterday was I felt like when I wake up in the morning and when I go to sleep at night, if you took nine bins of toys and threw them, literally threw them everywhere, or say, let's say the 52 card pickup game, that's how my brain starts the day and that's how my brain finishes the day. And so I've been trying, and actually this is again, something I really need to work on. But in the mornings, what I need to do is spend like five to 10 minutes just putting all of those toys back in their bins that they're supposed to go in and combining all the cars and all the balls and God, I sound like such a boy mom, but basically categorizing every everything in my head and all the thoughts and all the to-dos and all of the things that I want to conquer for the day into categories so that my brain's not in charge of doing that. It's down on paper. And now my brain can focus on other things and doing the same thing at night. Like I feel like I sit down at, or actually not sit, I lay down at night in my bed and my brain doesn't stop. Raise your hand if you're with me. It's like, this happens. I have some of the best ideas at night, like after 10 PM. And I think in order to get better sleep, I've got to get all of those toys back in their boxes again. Like I've got to start the day and finish the day with clearing the clutter of my brain. So something I'm going to start working on, I've definitely tried implementing it here and there and I'm doing some different stuff, but I really starting the day and finishing the day with decluttering my brain is something I'm definitely going to really work on. Then the next thing I wanted to talk about is focusing on your strengths and not just focusing on them, but writing them down or reminding yourself about the strengths that you have and the goals that you've accomplished and the great things that have happened. It's so easy for us to accomplish something and still look at the never-ending to-do list and be like, well, I haven't done this and I haven't done that. I'm a dreamer and obviously I look back over my life and what I've accomplished and it's awesome. But I'm also really bad about looking into the future and saying, oh my God, I'm approaching 30 and I have all these goals and I've yet to accomplish them. What am I doing? I'm not doing enough. And I start down that awful rabbit hole of not doing enough and not, you know, conquering enough and, you know, getting all of these goals and dreams and aspirations that I have accomplished. And people would probably call me crazy if I told you I feel like I haven't been super successful. And it's because I'm not focusing on the things that I've accomplished and the things that I'm good at. And talking again, I'm like kind of divulging my um, therapy session yesterday, but 
one of the things we talked about is just, I am really good at leading people and I'm really good at planning weddings and events and helping people with their businesses and helping them grow. And I have got to focus and look at the fact that of in seven, eight months, like how much I have done for people and how incredible that is and launching a business that's been successful and bringing on a full-time hire. And like, actually, now that I'm talking about it, I don't even think I've realized that in the first year of launching a business, I've brought on a full-time hire. Like, actually, that's pretty crazy cool. I hadn't really thought about that with no funding, with no funding. I didn't go get some, you know, investor to invest in this. Like this has all been done on my own. Wow. I really didn't think of it that way. Mm, it's very interesting. Again, see, you guys get like the raw version of my, my brain. So hopefully it's not <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So back to focusing on strengths. We have to remind ourselves of the good, of the things that we've done well, of the things that we've accomplished, writing them down, telling people about them. Actually, it feels really good to tell people about the things that you've accomplished. And you can be boastful about things that you've accomplished without being conceited or narcissistic. And that's something I'm also working on. Sometimes I feel like when you're bragging about something, okay, let's not call it bragging, boasting about something, bragging has a negative connotation that I don't like. I feel like when you boast about something, sometimes people feel like, or I feel like I'm being conceited or narcissistic and I need to work on being an elegant boaster, I think is what I need to work on because it's so good to tell people about your wins and about the things that you've done. And, you know, I think it's something that like when you do that, you are naturally happier because you're super proud of yourself. And proud of others, like, you know, helping others focus on their strengths and acknowledge when they've done something really awesome and supporting them. It makes everyone who's involved happier. So strengths, way more important than weaknesses. Let's like really focus on them and re-remind ourselves all the time about what we've accomplished and how far we've come. And then do things that exemplify our strengths. Again, I'm going back to kind of like, what makes me happy in my business. And it's when I do things that I know that I'm good at, aka not budgeting. And well, when I say budgeting, budgeting for myself, I love to budget for an event. I could do that all day long, but tell me to budget for my own business and I want to crawl in a hole and die. So, you know, how, how can I, which, what does that tell me? I've, I'm working on it. I'm going to get really good team people behind my finances so that I don't have to worry about it. I have determined that is not my strength. That is not what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to hire someone to do that. And so that's what I'm doing. Okay, we're going to move on from strengths. The next thing is to focus on mindfulness. The power of the mind is insanely important. I did the Wheatful Woman event here a couple weeks ago, and the keynote speaker was Dr. Caroline Leaf. And if you don't know who she is, you should finish listening to this podcast and then go subscribe to hers. She is a scientist who does all of her own research to back her findings about the power of the mind and not the brain. And she spoke so incredibly on the topic of how much power and focus should be on your mind and not your brain and body. And this has been like a huge light bulb for me. 
you know, I've heard focus on the good things and I've heard like you have, you have the ability to react however you want to, you want to react and you control those reactions and blah, 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 blah. And that's all great and dandy until you actually have someone throw science into it and explain to you that like when you do react negatively to something, you're basically firing off like, okay, I'm going to butcher the science behind it, but basically you're, you're taking away good cells in your brain. And so every time you negatively react to something, it's like a, a spiral effect of more killing of the bad brain cells. I whoever, Oh my God, if Dr. Caroline Leaf was listening to this, she would probably be cringing. But all the more reason, I'm trying to get her on the podcast. Y'all need to hear her brain. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Anyways, it's a, it's a spiral effect. So when you choose to react differently than you habitually would react to something, you're actually firing off positive reconstruction in your brain. And over time, you're building a brain that is a brain and a mind that is so powerful. And the mind is what allows us to continue to go down the path of happiness and to go down the path of successfulness. And so choosing to be more mindful and more controlling of the mind and how you think, how you feel, how you react is super important. And being aware of when you do negatively react to something, understanding why, what can you do and what tool do you have to reverse that reaction, and then how can you change it in the future? Whether that's removing yourself from a situation for five minutes or taking a couple deep breaths or stopping looking at something and coming back to it because it's getting too emotional or too frustrating, you know, learning what those tools are that you have to be able to control those reactions to be in a much more positive mindset, to think in a positive direction. So anyways, that's all I'm going to say on mindfulness and being able to control your mind because I really am just still listening to all of uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf's podcast. I need to read. She has like a million books too. But she she's someone that like if you're really, this is something you really want to work on, follow her stuff. She has amazing stuff that she posts on Instagram and she can really help you kind of take control of your mind and really help you understand how incredibly important it is to to be mindful. So yeah, that's my plug for for Dr. Caroline Leaf. And you guys like reach out to her, tell her to come on my podcast. I would love to have her as a guest. Okay, the last thing I think as women we really need to focus on is our intuition. And I've talked about this before. But I firmly believe that God has given us an intuition for a reason. And it is something that could be very strong if used correctly. And I personally have been really good at suppressing my intuition. And I think the intuition is your like sixth sense at guiding you down the right path. And when those red flags come up, listen, pay attention. Maybe you just need to take a note of it. Or maybe you need to be like, oh, that's the red flag that sends me in this direction, not that direction. And use your intuition, whether it's with people that you interact with, business decisions, uh, life decisions, whatever it is. Allow your intuition to guide you. Listen to it. Maybe sometimes it's a false intuition, but I have learned from like me focusing on it, it has become a very powerful tool, especially as a mother. It is something that we have been given and we should use it way more than we do. So I could probably do a whole episode on just like listening to intuition and focusing. I need to find someone that could do that with me. That would be a really cool episode. But just knowing that an intuition is a really good guide to your own happiness because it's something that like you can't put a finger on inside of you, but it's something that can guide you so well. 
So I plan on this episode being 20 minutes and here I am. I love to talk. I'm at 30 something minutes and I'm sorry that it took this long to get all of this information out, but I'm really working on trying to shorten them down and not make them be an hour long because I think it's easier for people to listen to. If you guys have any feedback, want to like continue the discussion, message me, text me. I love talking to you guys. When I have conversations with you, it helps like ignite other ideas for me to um, talk about on the podcast or guests to have. If you have guests that you would love to have come on, whether they're a Joe Schmo off the street or this big wig person, I'm not afraid to reach out to people. So I'd love to hear input on who we should have on. But I just want to end reminding you guys like, Your happiness is supposed to be what is inside of you and it's for you and it's not what anyone else does. It's not how anyone else does it. It is what makes you happy and what fills your cup and what your needs are. That is your happiness. It's not what someone else is doing and how you need to implement it into your life. And I think if we could all join in together on really using that as our focus, we could be a lot happier people, which is the goal, right? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know there wasn't a guest, but I hope it was still cool, good information and kind of like insight into my thoughts and brains and life. And I look forward to reconnecting with all of you guys and have the best day ever, whether it's nighttime and you're getting ready to have the best sleep ever, or it's morning and you're kicking off your day or in the middle of the day and you're on your lunch break, whatever it is and however you listen. Thank you so much for listening Share this episode or any of your favorite episodes with your friends. You guys, I really am trying to ramp this up and um, trying to make this a big passion project of mine, and it doesn't happen without people knowing about it. So if it's a good podcast that you guys like and you want to uh, make sure friends and family know about it, please share. Leave reviews. It helps so much. Follow me on social media. Tag me and stuff when you are loving this life and practicing it. Use the hashtag loving this life. Tag our Instagram account. Um, we want to see it. We want to be a part of it. I would love to share other people's journeys. So please, please, please share and interact. We we love that part of it. Um, hope you guys have a great, great rest of your weekday, wherever you're at. And we will chat soon. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Loving This Life podcast. It is because of people like you tuning in each episode that Loving This Life has a purpose. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. This is how we spread the love and reach more amazing people like you. I also want to say a special thank you to Ella Reed. She so graciously shared her empowering and uplifting song, Walk On, for us to use on the podcast. And lastly... Remember to wake up each day being confident with who you are, but also love yourself enough to change for the better. Peace, y'all.